Welcome to the 5 o'clock show. It's time for common sense. Now, it's Cats and Cosby with John Katsimatidis and Rita Cosby. Standing for truth, justice, and the American way. Bringing common sense to the world. Now, here's John Katsimatidis and Rita Cosby. This is John Katsimatidis at the Cats and Cosby show. And, uh, boy, TGIF, thank God it's Friday and... Uh, in the studio, we got a loaded studio. Everybody's coming to work today. Uh, we have Judge Richard Weinberg. We have Governor David Patterson, Ed Cox, New York State Chairman, and a special guest. We have Mayor Rudy Giuliani. Mayor, welcome. Thank you. Thank you very much, Sean. And, and Rita, what do you say today? Well, all I've got to say is I've never seen so many well-dressed men in front of me. This is oh great. This is, this is my lucky day. That's what i got to say, John. All right? It's our lucky day. You, you get to pick whose tie is better? I don't know. That's a competition. That is a big competition. And, uh, boy, is there a lot to talk about. Uh, by the way, speaking of um, John, coming up on the show, of course, we're going to be talking to the great mayor who's here with us. But also we have Larry Kudlow. Uh, we're also going to be talking to Todd. Benzman, who is right there on the front lines at the border. And also coming up, John, we are going to be talking to the attorney for the Marine who was charged this morning in New York. That's in the subway chokehold death. He is going to be joining us later on in the hour. Talk about the case everyone is talking about, John. Wow. And uh, we'll get the lowdown of what ha- actually happened in court or whatever actually happened at the police station. Yeah, it's outrageous. And the family of Jordan Neely, that's the guy, of course, who died on the subway. They're saying that second degree of manslaughter is not enough. They want to see murder charges. Judge, you're shaking your head. I don't even think the gentleman should be charged at all. And I don't know why Alvin Bragg issued a, uh, a criminal complaint. They should put it directly into the grand jury. We're going to have a Tinker Day parade for him. Yeah, by the way, on my show last night, John, everybody was saying, where is that Tinker Day parade? <laughs> Tinker Day parade. They're like, we want to lead oh, the charge. They were I mean, talking about yeah, this you. man, this man, there was, I don't know how many people were in the subway city that they were scared. They were scared for their lives. And this Marine jumped in. And, and made him feel better. Yeah, and he came out, John. What we've heard from everybody on the train so far, I haven't heard anything contradicting this. Passengers were saying, John, uh, that they heard the guy say, I want to die. I don't care if I'm in jail the rest of my life. I mean, Rudy, when you hear God, that, yeah. that's a threat. God heard him. Yep. He wants uh, to die. That's a threat. That is a threat. Also, he was throwing garbage at them, which is an assault. Just in and of itself, he was yelling and screaming, uh, which creates a frightening situation in a confined space like. And he had a history of 45 arrests for doing something like this, including the day before attempting to throw somebody on a subway tracks. And uh, the people have come forward and said that they thank God the Marine intervened. And people that he's assaulted in the past have come forward and said they wished it, uh, 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 Mr. Penny was around when they got the hell kicked out of them. Yeah, and, and there was a recent case where he assaulted a seven-year-old, and he had a warrant out it for assaulting try, a 67-year-old. Trying to kidnap that seven-year-old. That's amazing. Uh, Governor, Governor Patterson? Patterson? Well, uh, Mayor, I think that you really identified the evidence that is there for um, for acquitting him because they, the fact that he threw items at people and, and he hit them 
at, at that point, th- that's a battery. And therefore, if uh, uh, the uh, Marine sees that and then goes into action, it's not. See, they're sort of saying that he was yelling and screaming and maybe he would have done something and you're not supposed to jump in. But that's the actual evidence that there was a need for someone to jump in because he had already started throwing things at people. He opened the door for that. If he hadn't thrown those things, the prosecutor might have had a shot to claim recklessness. And also he had a, a declaration at the time, as it's reported, that he didn't care whether he died and that he didn't care whether he hurt or killed anybody. And that's a threat. Station. That's a threat. If you're sitting there on the subway well, and you hear that, you're worried. It's a very definition of justifiable homicide. If, if uh, Mr. I think it's Mr. Alvarez, it's Mr. Alvarez who, who, who said this in the papers, he said the proximate cause of it was that uh, Neely took his ja- was taking his jacket off. Which is which can often be the prelude to somebody starting to hit, right? And punch. So I think the Marine interpreted it as, oh boy, he's going to go, he's going to go at these people now. I mean, he's taking his jacket off, he's going toward them. I think the Marine is reasonable in assuming that a guy acting like this is about to pound the living daylights out of somebody in front of him. So Rudy Giuliani, what do you make of the fact now this guy has been charged? The Marine has been charged, who was trying, it looks I like, thought, to defend everybody. I thought, I mean, with Bragg sitting there, of course he's going to be charged. I mean, there's there's, um, there's no question that he's going to be. I mean, the guy is completely uh, warped. Uh, he doesn't charge. He doesn't charge actual criminals. Uh, he charges the people who are defending themselves, defending other people. Or he makes up crimes like he did with Trump for political reasons. The guy is a disaster. He's a solo, a Soros planted disaster. You know what I've been saying? I've been saying he, this guy was now Jose Albud because I've been making it a verb. Of course, the bodega worker who was defending himself and remember at first Bragg charged him course, with murder. Forgot, yes, of Sent him yeah. to Rikers. Had him five days in, five days in Rikers Island on, on, I think maybe, maybe first degree or yeah, second I degree murder. It was one of the murder charges. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Unbelievable. And the other thing now, the Neely family uh, representative came out today and they said, actually, in the press conference, I couldn't believe this guy. They said, basically, uh, he did nothing. He didn't attack anybody. And then suddenly he got choked to death on the subway. That's basically almost verbatim of what he said. And the Judge. governor say that uh, the fellow was killed because he was on the subway, there was a passenger on the subway? Yes, the governor said that. He was just a passenger. This would have been the only time in the last five years he didn't attack somebody on the subway. I mean, he was a, he was a habitual... Yeah, 42 prior. He was a habitual criminal, a career, what you would call a career criminal. And he spent his life uh, for the last three or four years, I guess at one time he did a Michael Jackson imitation. But whatever was going wrong with him a long time ago uh, knocked him off. And he's been he's been terrorizing people... Now, if he got caught 45 times, imagine how many times he did it. Plus, Good some point. of these people, they, they've been long in hospitals, and the people that, 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 that are, are charging uh, the Marine, they're just as guilty for not putting them in a hospital. That's absolutely true. I mean, Adams actually tried uh, to tighten up those laws of, of actually just a few months ago, and he got tremendous pushback from the very people that want this guy to, like AOC. Right. Ba- ba- basically... This guy was in the hospital. He checked himself out. How does he get the right to check himself out? Now, let me tell you one of the things the attorney said. This amazed me. The attorney said, this is for Jordan Neely, the guy who who passed away. Um, He said what should have happened. He basically blamed all of New York and said what should have happened is that people should have gone over to the guy and seen that he had mental illness. 
and walked over and said, how are you doing? Can I help you? <laughs> I, I had to get your reaction, Rudy, because can you imagine? Well, you want to keep your teeth? I'm not sure that's a good idea. Well, right. I mean, his, if you look at the guy's uh, uh, actions in his criminal record, for a lot less than that, he would pound you in the head, kick you in the groin, uh, beat the living daylights out of you, kick you while you were down, or try to throw you on the subway. So that's a heck of a risk to take for an ordinary person to go up to him and try to you it, it, it reminds me of the stupidity of wanting to do away with cops and use social workers for dismiss, domestic really dispute. Right. Like, but so, so, uh, some animal is beating the living daylights out of a woman, and the social worker is going to come in and say, use your words. Right. Use your words. I mean, it is ridiculous. These people are way past that. And uh, the last thing I want to do, if I see some crazy person, and Governor Patterson's laughing too, is I don't want to draw attention to myself. I want to get the heck as far well, away. You don't want to walk and confront them. That Talk about a dangerous scenario, you Judge. Know what, the, what the real problem here is? Because this poor Marine is being prosecuted through the process. It's going to deter other people from getting involved when somebody else is attacked. They're going to be afraid of getting attacked because they'll be the next one to be cherry-picked into a criminal prosecution because they were doing the right thing to protect their fellow human beings. And that's the sad reality. Gov Patterson, yeah, what do you say? Uh, I think the judge is right. Um, there is a, a danger. I, I would hope, though, that in those situations when people fly in to help people, it's kind of like a feeling they have that's oh, it's almost supernatural, like you just – have to do something, and you don't even think about your own safety. Hopefully, that'll continue. But if anyone gets a chance to think about it, they'll probably do exactly what uh, uh, Your Honor just said. They'll just back off. You know, what about the two guys, too? Remember, there were two other guys who held him down while the guy was in the chokehold. We haven't heard anything about those two others. Uh, what's the reason? What, Ed Cox, what do you think? Other. My question is, why did Bragg charge him directly rather than taking him to the grand jury? Your Honor, what do you think? Yeah, Judge Weinberg? Because the judge is going to tell you exactly what I said yesterday, which I'm is the grand, the, governor. Ju- the grand jury <laughs> would have voted. He promoted you. No true bill. Yeah, and, and, and let's explain what that is to everybody. Basically, in sense, there's not enough for a charge, right? right. Uh, so, so I mean, I agree with you. If it went by a jury of their peers, anybody who's been on the subway or been night on the subway what, would say, no, I'm not going to charge yeah, the Marine. They didn't want that. Answer, How sad is right. that? To answer your question, he was under a lot of pressure from the street mobs to do something. And that's his base. And he responded to his base by drafting the criminal complaint. Rudy Giuliani? It reminds you of a Western where they got the guy in the sheriff's office and the mob shows up and says, you know, let's, uh, let's, 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 let's kill him. Let's, let's uh, execute him. And, uh, who needs a trial? I mean, the fact is, they, I don't, I'm not sure they've done an autopsy. Yeah, I'd be curious what's toxicology. Last night Bernie Carrick was on Newsmax. And he asked, we, we don't use those words. Oh, okay. He was on a television station uh, that allows him on, of which there's only probably one. <laughs> and he was asked uh, about this, and he said, he asked a cop who was involved in it, has there been a, an, a toxicology report? And the cop looked very nervous and said, I don't think there's been an autopsy. Now, explain why that's important, because there were reports his nephew was saying that he had a history of being on a whole bunch of medication, including K2. 
which is a hallucinogenic synthetic. Which would which would give credence to a lot of the crazy things he was saying. Exactly, right. which which I think it's important that they see if there's something in Jordan no, Neely's system. If there was something in the system, it might have been the proximate cause of his death. Yeah, right and, and, and it, it could be that his illness, if you go look at the records, is that he's a violent schizophrenic, which which is what happens to homeless people. 40% of the people are homeless are, are schizophrenic. Yeah, absolutely. By uh, the way, speaking of homeless, I want to make sure we get to the border, too, you guys, because that's yeah. a huge issue. Ha- these images of these people now waiting on the other side of the border, lining up, coming in. Uh, there was a number I just saw recently, uh, record-breaking 67,000, almost 68,000 migrants apprehended. This doesn't include the ones who got away. These are the ones that had encounters uh, at the U.S. border just this week. Title 42, as we know, was lifted a few hours ago. How concerned should we be, Mr. Mayor uh, Rudy, Rudy Giuliani of New York, especially with them talking about Central Park? It's an invasion. I mean, America is right now undergoing an invasion that may actually be at a dimension uh, equal to Ukraine, maybe maybe more in terms of the number of people. And the selection of the people is disastrous. You go back to immigration 30, 40 years ago. These were basically Mexicans coming into work. Nowadays, we don't know who they are. Nobody vets them. It could be anybody, but somebody does vet them. The Mexican cartels. <laughs> so the only, the only control over these people coming in is a group that wants to destroy us. It's the group that brings us fentanyl from China. It's the group that handles uh, human trafficking, prostitution. Uh, there, there, there's not a single good reason why they would want somebody in the United States. So to, so to do this like liberal, uh, oh, these poor people is a little unrealistic. A lot of these people are going to be very dangerous criminals because they're only being allowed in because the cartels will allow them in. And we don't vet them. So when they send them to your neighborhood, the government doesn't know who they are. They could be the nicest people in the world or they could be multiple killers. We need checks and balances. Uh, we're going to have to take, we're going to talk more about this, but let's take a break right now. And uh, we're going to come back with Larry Kudlow to find out, is the economy any better? Let's take that break. John Katsimatidis and Rita Cosby. Cats and Cosby on 77 WABC. A common sense recap of the day's biggest stories. It's John Katsimatidis and Rita Cosby. Cats and Cosby on 77 WABC. Well, we're back, and now we have uh, our leading, uh, the leading economist in our country, uh, Larry Kudlow. Larry, are you with us? I'm there, John. Tell us what the heck is going on. I mean, uh, nobody really has the pulse of the situation. Uh, do you feel good about things? Well, look at a um, couple things. I one point I had on the show tonight Ed Yardeni, who's one of Wall Street's best minds. We had a nice long interview, and he was rather optimistic. Uh, He's not worried about the debt stuff. Um, He and I both think the Fed should be pausing on interest rates. There's no reason for the Fed to move now. Uh, You want to fight inflation. The next step is to put a speed limit on federal spending. And I'll go back to the McCarthy bill, which has some very good provisions in it. And, and, you know, the scuttlebutt the staff has been needing, let's see, Wednesday, Thursday, today, Friday, so three days. And it looks like they might claw back the unspent COVID money. 
it looks like the permitting bill, uh, dear to John's heart and mine, has a good chance of getting through. It's got some Democratic support, even in the Senate. And it looks like the uh, work requirements, which would be a terrific thing. So you have some pro-growth measures, and you have a spending limit, and the staffing is going okay. And by the way, all you know, we're going to run out of money June 1st. Well, the CBO put out their report today, and they said the government can get through July. Uh, if the corporate tax revenues are decent on June 15th, they'll get through June, and they can get through July. So Larry, what, one of the problems we have in our country right now, nobody knows who to believe anymore. <laughs> well, that is true, and probably includes me. But I, I think that the, we're, we're not up against anything right now. There's no, there's no, you know, drop dead day for that. Uh, so I, I think that all that stuff is okay. And I think the inflation numbers we got this week were good. Um, they may not be low enough, but they're heading in the right direction. And I think the Fed's job is done for now. I mean, that's very, very important. The worst part of the story is the chaos at the border, but that's not impacting the stock market, and it's not impacting the bond market. Uh, it's not impacting energy, which is still relatively low. So, you know, John, it's not a bad story, okay? Right this second, it's not a bad story. That's the way I would put it. I think what, what I've said uh, on uh, media this week is the American people – Really don't care if it's the deficit is thirty trillion or thirty one trillion or thirty two trillion, as long as they have confidence in our system and in the White House. Well, I tell you, I don't think there's any confidence in the White That's House. That's the I problem. Mean, Biden's numbers are low, and, and you know he's he's just it's like he's not there. Okay, he's not a he's not a player. Uh, but look, we have to live with that. He's going to be around for another year and a half or so. Um, but these other things are very important too. I mean, the state, the state of the economy is soft. It's not in a, an outright recession. Some sectors are in recession, um, but it's not an outright overall recession. It's just very soft growth and inflation is in the right direction. All right. They've got more work to do, but it's in the right direction. But again, I want to emphasize. I think the Fed's job is done. The money supply has basically crashed. The yield curve is upside down. Uh, commodity markets are very soft. All those indicators suggest the Fed's job is done. And now it's up to putting a, a tough speed limit caps on federal spending. That's the next step uh, for inflation. So we'll wait and see what the what happens on that front. Larry. The White House is the White House. We just have to live with it. Larry, uh, the regional banks, the CEOs are scared for their own existence and they're shutting down. They're not lending money to, uh, to, uh, American uh, companies. Well, I think that's true. And I think the outlook for the regional banks is very poor. Uh, we had Kevin O'Leary on the show last night. Um, the, he, his point is we don't necessarily need the regional banks. Um, oh. You, you might need community, wow. community, you might need community banks in the very small rural areas, uh, but I don't think I think the regional banks. I uh, think he's probably right. The regional banks don't have a long shelf life. They just can't get enough uh, action. They can't get enough deposits. 
I don't think that problem is necessarily solved. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know, but uh, that's what O'Leary says. I'm inclined to believe him. The big banks dominate. That's the story. And the little community banks will be around in the rural areas uh, uh, to help with uh, those kinds of lending. But, no, I, I think, John, re- regional banks, um, you're going to have a tough time with it, very, very tough time with it. Uh, Larry, you're going to be on from 10 o'clock to 1 o'clock on WABCradio.com, our number one show on Saturdays and the so- in, the, in the world in the solar system. Uh, what are you going to be talking about tomorrow? And the Milky Way. Well, we're gonna, we're, we're gonna, we will talk about all these, uh, all these subjects. I mean, look, we're gonna talk about Donald Trump and CNN. I thought it was one of the great shows. It was a fabulous show. And uh, so we're gonna talk about that. We're gonna talk about the economy. One other thing, John, this idea the EPA wants to destroy these power plants. This is about the dumbest, most insane thing I've ever heard. So we're gonna talk about that too. I'll be listening in at 10 o'clock to 1 o'clock tomorrow on WABCradio.com, 770 on your dial. Thank you so much, Larry. Have a great weekend. Thanks, John. Take care. And, uh, by the way, coming up in just a few minutes, we're going to have actually the Attorney General there of West Virginia. Uh, he's been one of the folks leading the charge on all of that Is he stuff. On now? Against, no, he's joining us in a second. Um, and he's going to be talking about going after the power plant emissions. He's fighting the federal rules. Um, by the way, Rudy Giuliani, you're with us. Uh, one of the things Larry Kudlow was just talking about, um, was the town hall with Trump. Um, he thought it was brilliant. Um, I thought Trump did a great job. And, and I said, I contend, I don't think Biden could have handled the heat. It was, it wasn't, it wasn't a town hall. It was, it was a debate. Can you imagine? No, I think Biden couldn't have handled a minute of that. I actually had the same thought while I was watching it. It would have been cruel and unusual punishment <laughs> to have Biden there. Imagine though, you'd have to put him up against an equivalent like, uh, like, how about our Greg Kelly? If Greg Kelly got a chance to uh, to, to interview him, that that that'd be interesting, right? Yeah, and by the, I wish, by the way, I wish CNN would do one tenth of what they did with Trump, right. with Biden, and just to get that, just to see Guys, he I was will, on the ball. I will well, say while that. While we're waiting for the uh, Attorney General, I was shocked for Larry to say that our, our uh, I was too. Our the regional, regional banks. banks don't have a future. I was surprised. He was quoting, by the way, I think it was Kevin O'Leary, he said, who's the guy from Shark Tank. That's who he was I quoting. I think he's full of crap. Yeah, I was, we, I, by the way, we're not, all, we all gasped. Not Larry. Not Larry, not Larry but Kevin. O'Leary, who says he's going to build a refinery for $14 billion. What is it, Chinese money? What is it? Yeah, it, it was interesting. And we, we all were like, wait a minute, there's no future. And what, Ed Cox, you've got a well, reaction well, to that. Too. Yeah, we are unique in the number of small banks that we have. Europe does not have that kind of a system. And in many ways, I think we're headed towards more of a European system. That's well, I think we worked. better make a change because in of government the- in 2024 because uh, I like I, I like our government the way it is. Yeah, Amen. absolutely. That was a that was to me uh, shocking. And also, John, you know, uh, regional banks are sort of the heart and soul of the economy. I mean, that's the other thing too. They're they are vital, right, Joe? Don't they do the mortgage lending? Yes, perfect, perfect. Well, joining us now, we have the West Virginia <laughs> Attorney General Patrick Morrissey. And Patrick, we were just talking with Larry Kudlow about going after these crazy regulations by the federal government, and the latest one is on power plant emissions, basically saying you got to reduce them by 90%. Uh, talk about your efforts to go up against this is like part of this whole green, green, green. Ed Gen- Cox? General, you've been there and done it, haven't you? 
Yeah, so this is deja vu all over again, uh, because last summer we had a huge victory at the U.S. Supreme Court, the West Virginia VPA decision where we took a huge chunk out of the Biden Green New Deal plan. And all they're doing now is they're changing some of the language and they're trying to give it a, a pretty new name. But let's make no mistake about it. This is trying to reorder America's energy grid. It's trying to put coal-fired power plants out of business. It's going to be incredibly harmful, not only to states in Appalachia, but all across America will suffer for the utter foolishness that they're trying to accomplish here. They're trying to force people to move to markets that don't exist today and just bankrupt and end these coal-fired power plants. It's, It's unreal how insane this proposal really is. Patrick, I think you're absolutely right. They're just retooling. They're trying to put lipstick on the pig. You beat them once in the Supreme Court. I think you'll beat them again. But it shows a very chilling message that these people do not understand the need for energy and how you have to be energy independent, and you can't do it by wind and solar. What do you say? Well, look, I think that's exactly right. And if you look at what they're trying to talk about, they say, for example, that they want to go to 70% of the cars, electric vehicles, by 2032. How do people think that you're going to have 70% electric cars? Where do you get the power for that? Well, the only reliable baseload power, you have coal, and they don't like coal. You have natural gas. They don't like natural gas. And so this is what's insane, because they're telling with one side of the mouth, they're saying electric vehicles, we're pushing all the way. The other side, they want to shut down the only mechanism possibly that you have uh, to ensure that people are going to get the power they need from the grid. And this isn't just Patrick Morrissey talking. These are all the folks who run the grids. They're out there talking about how foolish this plan is. And uh, and everybody, we're talking to West Virginia Attorney General Patrick Morrissey. Rudy Giuliani, you got a question for him? Sure. the The grid is at a breaking point right now. Why, why, why do you think we have blackouts and brownouts? Uh, I mean, we're working, we're working at uh, maximum capacity. Where, number one, where are we going to get the rest of this electricity? It's completely impossible to do it in the period of time they're talking about. And no one's done an, uh, an environmental evaluation of just exactly how we're going to get this energy and what we're going to do as a result of that. It is very, very possible that what they're trying to accomplish, uh, they're going to do more damage, even to their own goal, if they try to if they try to uh, move to to electricity that fast. But right now, it's like a pie in the sky, complete pie in the sky. Well, right, and they call this they're trying to advance carbon capture, but the only ones that are captured are really the folks in the Biden administration. <laughs> the worst signals. Right. From the from the radical far left, this Green New Deal. I mean, this is I mean, these are people that want to try to convince you that one plus one really equals three. And they're going to say it until you submit. But the problem is the real world doesn't work that way. Right. So when you have to uh, fuel up your car through electricity and you know that there's no base law of power, that's a problem. When you start to see the price of your at your power bill, when you get it at your house and it's doubling or tripling, that's a huge issue. When you start to lose jobs in so many core parts of the state at a time when 
you know, where states are being ravaged by inflation. There's such a tone deaf approach to this that it, it's it's amazing. I think this is going to hurt them. Um, it's going to cost them electorally. And we just have to make sure this is my job. This thing never, ever goes into a Attorney, Attorney General Benenson, thank you so much. Keep fighting for our country. Keep fighting for America. And we'll catch up with you again real soon. Hey, thanks so much for having me on. Appreciate it. Thank, thank you. you. We're going to take a break. And, and we'll go into the border. And then we're going to go to the border, find out what the heck is going on in the border. We have... Uh, who do we have? Todd we have Todd Bensman. And also, That's what and I said. you were close. And also, <laughs> no, by the way, yeah. later on in the show, we have the attorney for the Marine who oh, just got great. charged in the chokehold death. He's coming up. Definitely, everybody stay with us here. Let's go for the break. You're commuting home with Katz and Cosby. Now, here's John Katz and Matidis and Rita Cosby on 77 WABC. To move to markets that don't exist today and just bankrupt and end these coal fire power plants. It's it's unreal how insane this proposal really is. Patrick, I think you're absolutely right. They're just retooling. They're trying to put lipstick on the pig. You beat them once in the Supreme Court. I think you'll beat them again. But it shows a very chilling message that these people do not understand the need for energy and how you have to be energy independent and you can't do it by wind and solar. What do you say? Well, look, I I think that's exactly right. And if you look at what they're trying to talk about, they say, for example, that they want to go to 70 percent of the cars, electric vehicles by 2032. How do people think that you're going to have 70 percent electric cars? Where do you get the power for that? Well, the only reliable baseload power, you have coal and they don't like coal. You have natural gas. They don't like natural gas. And so this is what's insane because they're telling with one side of the mouth, they're saying electric vehicles, we're pushing all the way. The other side, they want to shut down the only mechanism possibly that you have uh, to ensure that people are going to get the power they need from the grid. And this isn't just Patrick Morrissey talking. These are all the folks who run the grids. They're out there talking about how foolish this plan is. Well, and uh, and everybody, we're talking to West Virginia Attorney General Patrick Morrissey. Rudy Giuliani, you got a question for him? Sure. The grid the grid is at a breaking point right now. Why why, why do you think we have blackouts and brownouts? Uh, I mean, we're working we're working at uh, maximum capacity. Where number one, where are we going to get the rest of this electricity? It's completely impossible to do it in the period of time they're talking about, and no one's done an, uh, an environmental evaluation of just exactly how we're going to get this energy and what we're going to do as a result of that. It is very, very possible that what they're trying to accomplish, uh, they're going to do more damage even to their own goal if they try to, if they try to uh, move to, to electricity that fast. But right now it's like a pie in the sky, complete pie in the sky. Well, right. And they call this, they're trying to advance carbon capture, but the only ones, that are captured are really the folks in the Biden administration. (laughs) (laughs) The worst signals, right, from the the radical far left, this Green New Deal. I mean, this is, I mean, these are people that want to try to convince you that one plus one really equals three, and they're going to say it until you submit. But the problem is the real world doesn't work that way, right? So when you have to uh, fuel up your car, 
through electricity and you know that there's no base load of power, that's a problem. When you start to see the price of your, yeah, your power bill, when you get it at your house and it's doubling or tripling, that's a huge issue. When you start to lose jobs in so many core parts of the state at a time when, you know, where states are being ravaged by inflation, there's such a tone deaf approach to this that it's it's amazing. I think this is going to hurt them. Um, it's going to cost them electorally. And we just have to make sure, this is my job, this thing never, ever goes into a Attorney, Attorney General Benenson, thank you so much. Keep fighting for our country. Keep fighting for America. And we'll catch up with you again real soon. Hey, thanks so much for having me on. Appreciate it. Thank, Thank you. you. We're going to take a break. And, and we're going to the border. And then we're going to go to the border, find out what the heck is going on in the border. We have, uh, who do we have? Todd we have Todd Benzman. And also, uh, that's what and I said. you were close. And also, <laughs> no, by the way, yeah. later on in the show, we have the attorney for the Marine who oh, just got great. charged in the chokehold death. He's coming up. Definitely, everybody stay with us here. Let's go for the break. You're commuting home with Katz and Cosby. Now, here's John Katz and Matidis and Rita Cosby on 77 WABC. You're commuting home with Katz and Cosby. Now, here's John Katz and Matidis and Rita Cosby on 77 WABC. And we are back, John. And boy, the big story is all the migrants lining up and coming through our southern border. Uh, historically, it just came out a number. 530,000 have sneaked into the U.S. since October alone. That's according to the border chief who works for President Biden. Let's go right to the border now. We have author and journalist Todd Benzman. He also has a new book. It's called Overrun, How Joe Biden Unleashed the Greatest Border Crisis in U.S. history. Uh, Todd, you are, I understand, in Matamoros, Mexico, talking to us now. Uh, tell us what you're seeing there. Yes, that's right. I've been here all week uh, covering uh, what what uh, is definitely a mass migration. Uh, this was area turned out to be the kind of the reddest of the red hot spots along the border. Uh, probably about 10,000 uh, immigrants have just charged over the river here and up the Texas uh, bank into Brownsville, uh, where Border Patrol has mostly processed them into the United States as quickly as they can. Um, I I have been on the uh, Mexican side of the riverbank as they massed up every day, all day during the day, and then all night long, uh, 24-7, until I finally had to just go get some sleep. Uh, And then it was on again in the morning. And what was happening is uh, the uh, Biden administration was coordinating with the Obrador administration to uh, coordinate, I guess, the um, the flow over so that Mexican immigration officials would stop them. And then on the signal from the United States would let a couple hundred crash over the border and go up. And then they would stop them for an hour or two. And this is a kind of a controlled flow operation that was being done through a WhatsApp channel uh, so that the administration could have time to process in the ones that they got and not have too big of a mess on that side where people had to sleep overnight and, you know, needed food and baby food and all that kind of stuff. Um, and then, uh, yeah, go ahead. And uh, Judge Richard Weinberg's got a question for you. Todd, I read your article 
in the last day or so about that process. It seems to me what you were saying is that U.S. officials were facilitating the breaking of U.S. immigration law by winking with the, the Mexican officials. Is that correct? 100% correct. Um, I have that from – now, I did ask CBP for a comment. Uh, I sent an email. I called uh, their spokes uh, people and have not heard anything back, no response. But I have five different Mexican immigration officers uh, who told me all about it. They, they have no compunction about you know, acknowledging what they were doing, and I watched them. I have them on videotape leading – large groups right down to the river and saying, go for it. Wow. And then stopping the ones behind them. And I'm like, what are you doing? And they're like, well, the Americans said they're ready. You know, uh, and everybody, we're talking to Todd Benzman. A a coordinated effort between the Mexicans and the Americans. To break immigration law. Right. To obviously willfully do it. And and Todd's right there in Matamoros, Mexico, talking about, Todd, how dangerous and how bad is this? Which division of our... uh, Americans are are doing that. Yeah, who's working? Who? Uh, which CBP, group? CBP Intelligence Operations. Wow. What does CBP that stand for? Customs and Border Protection uh, Intelligence Operations. Yes. Wow. So th- those are the guys yes. right at the heart of it all. What? How yes. bad is it? Describe for like our folks listening. How bad is it gonna get, and how bad is it already? I mean, when I saw the numbers, ten thousand a day. I've been down to the border a number of times, Todd. Um, and I've seen it on both sides of the aisle and how bad. I have never seen 10,000. And when I see these numbers now in these tent cities, uh, I mean, it is it is unbelievable what's happening to our country and how dangerous is it that they're not even vetting or, or they're saying, hey, come for a court date and it's going to be in uh, eight years. No one's going to show up. Nobody's showing up. Right. I mean, we know for, for a fact that, you know, very large percentages don't show up for those honor system appointments. You know, once you're in the country, you're in, and you're not going to get. They're not going to get you out. But, but uh, to to your point, the Biden administration. I, I just want to point out that, you know, I wrote a book about this. I mean, I had enough time. This thing has been going on for so long now that I had enough time to put all my reporting together from two years of it to write a book called Overrun, and. This kind of thing, these huge surges, the, the, the videotape that I'm taking, I've been taking this kind of videotape for two years. Uh, and I just want to point out that we have had some 5 million people be allowed into the country, either paroled in or under whatever, or, or snuck in as gotaways. And this has been going on since Inauguration Day. It started literally on Inauguration Day. This is nothing new. It's maybe a bit a bit of a bigger surge. Uh, and I think that what is going to happen now, just to get to your other to your main question, I think what is going to happen now is you know, where I am in Matamoros, there are probably 10,000 immigrants in a gigantic camp, the biggest I've ever seen it. Wow. And then upriver, there's 15,000 Haitians. I was up there in Reynosa yesterday. And I was there a week, uh, the week before, and there were 15,000 there, and every single one of them is waiting to see what happens under the new plan. Todd. Under the new plan. And sadly, no plan. Thank thank (laughs) you for calling in. We uh, were out of time. We have to go into our next guest, but we'll be talking to you again in the next couple days. Yeah, keep us posted, Todd, please. Okay, thank Thank you. you. Thank you. And uh, now we have. Kari Martin. And. 
The whales. What's happening to the whales in our ocean? I mean, let's have something a little bit on the light side. But yeah, we need, uh, some, we need uh, something that, although it's kind of sad with the whales, I too. love those whales. <laughs> Go ahead. Uh, Carrie, what's going on with our whales? Yeah, Carrie is with Clean Hi. Ocean Action. Tell us what's happening with the windmills. We love the whales. Yes. Well, thank you so much for bringing this to everyone's attention. Uh, Clean Ocean Action has been monitoring, you know, what's been happening in the oceans off of New York and New Jersey since 1984. And this is something that we haven't seen um, yet with uh, so many whales and dolphins washing up dead on our beaches. Uh, we've come back from the brink of ocean collapse in this region and only to see that, um, you know, these whales and dolphins are still suffering. And What's uh, killing ocean- them? Well, so that's a great question. That's the question we are raising as well. And we are asking for an investigation, a full investigation, to look into all the plausible and possible causes of these whale and dolphin deaths. No suspicions? Well, we have questions and would like to make sure that all possible causes are included in an investigation to find well, out. Bottom line, answers. I understand a lot of people have told me that uh, they, they, they were blowing holes uh, in the ocean to, to make room for the foundation for the uh, windmills, and that's driving the whales crazy. So they're doing survey work, pre-construction survey work for a number of uh, offshore wind turbine facilities off of New York and Jersey and the whole Northeast, really. Um, and so the question is, what are the cumulative impacts of all of these activities on marine mammals and on marine life in this area that, you know, has all this activity happening with many boats out there, many vessels out there doing these types of noisy activities um, and doing some, um, you know, preliminary drilling activities to find out if they can indeed put and where they could put uh, these massive um, offshore wind turbines uh, off our shores. So we are asking. Well, if they're blowing holes into the foundation, it could be driving the whales sonar crazy and their brains crazy. We right. do know that let's you know, do, they're very sensitive. Yes. Yep. Let's mm-hmm. do our homework, and we'll talk to you again in a few weeks. Let's see if we can find out the truth for the American people. Uh, let's take a break, and we're going to come back, and we're going to have – who do we have? We Rina? have Dr. Peter Mihalos talking about some blockbuster stuff, and okay. we have the attorney for the Marine who was charged let's a few hours ago. Let's take that And now – Janine Pirro sounds off. Big cities with big budgets, they have no problem with the southern border being basically inundated and basically surge, a surge as well as an invasion and the destruction that goes along with that. It is a humanitarian crisis, everyone. More after this. It's a common sense recap of the big stories. It's Cats and Cosby on 77 WABC. And, John, we've got a blockbuster coming up in a few yeah, minutes. We have, first, we have Dr. Peter Michalos, and after that, we have... We have Thomas Kniff. He is the attorney for the Marine who was charged this morning in the subway chokehold death. Wow. He's going to be joining us in just a few minutes. Dr. Peter, tell us what, what uh, what's on your front burner today. Well, I think this whole topic of mental illness really came out in the up front. And instead of building jails in the different boroughs, we need to build uh, mental health centers in each borough. And uh, in the old days, and when I worked at Rikers Island during the crack epidemic, at least the inmates got arrested and they didn't get bail. They actually got in and they got treatment and they got appointments to the psychiatrist and the therapist. And right now they're not getting that. They're just getting kicked out without even a shower, without medication without proper treatment, and then they're also using drugs, and the drug screening and drug testing is going to turn out to be 
very interesting. And uh, these people aren't getting the help and we're not being compassionate. So it's the uncompassionate side of bail reform. And any politicians listening to WABC, they should be focusing on the mental health issue because mental health is what's killing people, whether it's a knife, whether it's a hammer, whether it's a gun. It's and, out of control. Uh, I mean, uh, of, hold on. I got Rudy Giuliani here. Rudy, when you were mayor, how many people were in uh, the hospitals for mental health? A lot, well, a lot more, but we we, uh, we were suffering from uh, – Senator Moynihan would talk to me a lot about this. I mean, he, he's the first one that noted the big exodus. must have been in the 70s from the mental hospitals. And, uh, during how many? The, Oh, gosh. Governor Carey closed the... 30,000, 40,000. 40,000, I think they only got 3,000. The yeah. rest of them went on the streets and we changed the name to homeless. But a lot of them, a lot of... Koch began the process of putting them back and opening some of the, um, like, uh, the, 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 some of the hospitals. And I put some back. And I think during Bloomberg's term they did. But all of a sudden, a lot of them have been emptied out. Like, uh, Creedmoor's gone, right? There's no yeah. more Creedmoor. I, I use Creedmoor all the time. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Uh, be rehabbed as a facility to house them and just open it up it's again. Gone now. Absolutely. And also, uh, how did how did this guy, Doctor? Uh, how did this guy check himself out? I mean, well, that's he, one of the problems. That, how, how did he get out? And you got to ask some questions and uh, whether they're qualified professionals and the, the lack of psychiatrists, the few number Peter. of. Qualified professional. Yeah. Dr. Peter, stay on the line. We're going to get the attorney on at the same time. And let's see what he has to say. Oh, good. Yeah, and uh, joining us now Thank here you, is the attorney for the Marine who just got charged uh, with manslaughter a few hours ago. That's in the subway chokehold death. Uh, Thomas Kenneth. Uh, Thomas, thank you so much for being here on Cats and Cosby. Yeah, of course, Rita. How are you? Thank you. We're so thrilled to have the great attorney, Thomas Kniff, here. Uh, Thomas, let me ask you, um, first off, uh, your thoughts. How is your client doing? And was he surprised they actually went forward with charges? Well, you know, we we had been led to believe that the grand jury process was going to begin. It was going to be a protracted grand jury presentation. Um, and, you know, We'd see where it goes. And then things kind of changed suddenly when they announced they were going to, they wanted to arrest him on a felony complaint. Uh, you know, we didn't have much cho- choice in the matter. So obviously we were, uh, you know, fully cooperative and uh, we surrendered him this morning. We worked out a bail package in advance. But yeah, I mean, we, we, we were disappointed that it had to happen that way. Have you done any research uh, uh, on the uh, uh, on the mentally ill person? Yeah, I mean, look, we we have a very uh, active investigation going on in this case. Uh, my firm works with you know all retired NYPD detectives, some of the best in the business. So yeah, I mean, I can't discuss the details of it, but I would say you know one of the things I learned as a as a young lieutenant in the JAG Corps is you investigate early and you investigate often mm-hmm. um and we're doing that in that case in this case and and we've uncovered a lot um and i think we'll there'll, there'll be a lot more to come frankly i want to ask you uh and everybody we're talking uh to thomas kniff he's the attorney for the marine uh tied with that subway chokehold death of jordan neely um what did you make of the reaction this is the attorney for the neely family 
I, I couldn't believe he came out today. Um, he said there was no attack. Uh, his, uh, you know, Jordan Neely didn't hit anybody. Uh, and then he was suddenly choked to death. Um, and basically blamed it on all New Yorkers, saying New Yorkers should have gone over to the guy and said, how are you doing? How are you feeling? Uh, what's your response when you hear that kind of rhetoric coming from Jordan Neely's uh, family's attorney? Yeah, I mean, look, I'm not going to get into a tit for tat with the attorneys representing, you know, the relatives of, of Jordan Neely. I mean, look, we can all agree uh this is a tragic situation. Anytime uh, there is a loss of human life, uh, you know, it, it, we, we all feel that pain, um, you know, and there's going to be, you know, it's, there's going to be passions uh, on both sides. Uh, but, you know, we're going to follow the evidence and follow the facts. And, you know, there is very little doubt in my mind that when everything is fleshed out and comes to light that, you know, uh my client Daniel Penny will be absolved of any uh, any wrongdoing here. Um, you know, he, he didn't enter the subway seeking to you know, harm anyone. He didn't enter the subway seeking to attack anyone. He was really putting himself in harm's way for the benefit of others. Mm. And that he shouldn't be you know, pilloried for that. He should be celebrated. Yeah, and, and by the way, I've been on subways, and 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 it is terrifying. And and there were times I wish there was someone like a Daniel Penny in the car. You know. Well, and that you know, Rita. You know, I'm glad you say that because that's. That, Part of the reason, I mean, look, I, I know Manhattan juries very well. Uh, I know Manhattan very well. Um, and the reality is that there is not a single living, breathing New Yorker, particularly anyone who rides the subways, who can't relate to exactly, you know, the sort of situation that my client was and the other passengers on that train were confronted with. Now, that is in no way, shape or form to, you know, to, to seek to, uh, uh, you know, demean uh, uh, the, the victim in this case. Um, you know, mental health, as you guys have been talking about before I joined, is a very serious problem. We're in a crisis situation. Well, for, you know, we, so, we have on the phone with us also Dr. Uh, Peter Michalos, uh, that has dealt with a lot of mentally uh, ill pe- pe- people. Uh, Dr. Peter, do you have any questions? Yes. No, actually, what I, it's obvious that the man was in—he was intentionally trying to restrain a mentally incapacitated, erratically behaving human being, and he was a Marine who took an oath to protect and serve the United States, and also he thought he was pr- protecting and serving people and restraining a mentally the same thing you would do in a mental hospital until security or law enforcement arrives and they can take over. I mean, the man obviously. Would never he never punched him, never hit him. He just restrained him at the best way he could, and it required other people who were holding his hands because he was probably very strong person. And if he was on drugs or some of these K two hallucinogens, and I've dealt with that in Rikers Island, they have superhuman strength and they can throw you around. So nobody's talking about the other people that had to also get involved to hold him down. So I think that's what this is going to be an uh, an unintentional. Nobody intended to kill anybody. Intended to restrain him until authorities yeah. can come to help him. And Rudy Giuliani, you have a question too yeah, for the attorney for the Marine. Yet? I, I, maybe I missed it, but uh, has there been an autopsy done and released? Hey, Mayor, uh, first of all, good to speak with you again, and you. Uh, I hope your, uh, your, your wonderful son Andrew is doing well. He's a great guy. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, just a, a top-notch man. Um, you know, we, we certainly have not been provided with the autopsy yet. Um, you know, our rights to discovery are still 
limited under yep, the New York yep, procedure yep. law with, with him being arrested on a felony complaint. But our understanding is the that there is an autopsy out there. Right. Uh, we obviously need to get our hands on it. But, uh, you know, I expect that it will be revealing. Yeah, okay. th- well, that's what I'm wondering. We were talking about toxicology. If there were there any drugs in his system or something in his system, we don't know. Well, I, may, maybe I'm unfair, but I kind of draw conclusions from the fact that it hasn't been released. Yeah, what do, <laughs> what, what do you draw, uh, Thomas? <laughs> Yeah, well, you know, look, I I, I do as well. Don't, I mean, you don't have to say anything, Thomas. You, you don't have to. Yeah. <laughs> You're in a different position I, than I am. I, I used to I be in your position. I word, you know. So, <laughs> that yeah, speaks volumes. You know, um, um, Thomas, I also want to have you talk about your client. Tell us a little bit about your client, this Marine, his background, and uh, will there be maybe a, a defense fund or something like that set up to support him? Well, actually, you know, we, we set one up on Tuesday, uh, and it's it, last time I checked, it's close to a half million dollars now that's been raised from, I think, over 10,000 wow. donors. Good, good. Um, you know, and it's just, you know. What's it, the name of that fund? Incredible. Yeah, tell uh, the people the name. It's, it's uh, the, the website, I want to say, is, is Give, Set, Go. It, it, it is a... Uh, alternative to uh uh it's sort of like a gofundme uh, i've heard of that yeah like a gofundme but because gofundme doesn't want people like my client to raise money we, we use this give send go daniel penny's legal defense fund give send go uh, daniel penny and real quick just tell us yeah. real quick about him real quick here well i mean you know i, I can't do it quickly because there's so much to say i mean the kid is a teenager enlisted in the marine corps he became a non-commissioned officer Got the rank of sergeant. He's got the you know numerous medals and ribbons. Two C uh, two C deployments. Uh, you know, and now he's pursuing his architect's uh, d- degree. He's in a uh, you know he's on his way to get his bachelor's in architecture. I'm not going to say the school because of the security concerns we have, but it's here in the city. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's just just a, just a, a really you know you, you know we use the term in the military of a recruiting poster. You know, Marine, and and that's really what he is. Thank you so much for coming on. Yeah, thank you, Thomas, so much. We're here. Anything you want to tell a million people, we're here to to help. Yep, absolutely. Good luck. Thank you, Thomas, so much. Thank you, Doctor Peter. Hello. Thank you. uh, Thank you all. And uh, what do we all stand for? Truth, justice, and the American way. God bless America. This. Is New York's talk leader, the crown jewel of talk radio, WABC New York and 1071 WLIR Hampton Bays. News first at 59 past the hour. 77 WABC News starts now. 77 WABC News first at 59.